it requires um, a lot of courage to do this kind of work. Um, it, it requires the willingness to, to really look inside oneself, to, to be willing to stop running away from things. Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fam podcast, where I interview space holders from all over the world. I am your host, my name is Carolina, and I am the Connection Catalyst. I help spiritual entrepreneurs experience deeper connection with themselves, with others, and with the universe. Today on the show, we have Joanna, my fellow Completion Process Certified Practitioner. Welcome to the show, Joanna. How are you doing? Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. I'm super excited to talk to you because I uh, have had a completion process practitioner on the show before, but we haven't really dived the deep into how it works and what's happening on the session and what it can help with. And so I would really love to uh, dive into this topic first because this is what really connects us. And I'm super excited about completion process. I think it's one of the most effective methods that I've ever uh, encountered in my life. And, you know, there is no wonder about it because uh, as we both know, Teal Swan, who is the um, creator of this method, she has gone through a lot of really deep trauma in her childhood when she was a part of a satanic cult and she was tortured and drugged and raped and uh, all these really, really bad things. So if she could come out of the trauma and live a normal, uh, happy life and create the method that helps others to do the same, then it means that there is something about it. <laughs> so um, I would love if you could explain to us um, how does this completion process work and also maybe a little bit about of the examples of what it helped with uh, when it comes to your clients and also maybe even some success stories with the, yeah, the things that it has really shifted in their lives. And I know that there can be plenty of them because I'm working with this method as well. Um, but if you could pick some of the, the ones that are really the the ones that you felt the, that are the most fascinating, like what it has shifted in the life. So how does it work and what benefit does it bring? Right. Um, so the completion process is a, a method of healing trauma. And if you understand that trauma is um, the fragmentation of consciousness followed by an event that caused stress without resolve, and this process basically allows for the creation of that resolution in the trauma, no matter when that happened. And this ultimately leads to the integration of consciousness and allows for um, better awareness, more energy, more focused energy so that you can put all your um, life force into whatever you want to create rather than just coping with um, different issues that most people are trying to run away from. This is why people have addictions to anything in life, from eating to drugs to TV to their phones to anything they're trying to run away from, from feeling. So what this process does is allowing people and guiding people rather than run away from their feelings to go straight into their feelings and re-experience those feelings fully from the um, original trauma so as to find the, the resolution and then have these feelings, um, these emotions that um, are stored in our body. If we have an emotion that is not fully felt from beginning to end, that emotion gets stored in the tissues of our body. So what this um, process allows us to 
feel this emotion, this energy. Emotions are energy in motion. So if if we don't know how to feel a certain emotion, when we are children, for example, up to age seven or eight, we need someone to come help us um, process those feelings. We are not able to feel better about whatever it is that um, we have a problem with. So we, we literally need somebody to come like touch us and help calm our nervous system down. We're not able to do that. So if nobody doesn't come and does that for us as children, that's when trauma happens. So this process allows for the full completion of the um, development of that emotions, to say so. So now we can fully process this emotion, release it from our tissues, and integrate back the consciousness that was split. And as far as um, examples of how this process has helped people, I think um, what I remember best is how this process has worked for me, even though um, I work with people, because I also find that it's been the most effective process um, in healing from traumas. And I know from my own experience, and it's, it's a process that I I use as part of my um, daily life, so to say. It's like an integ- it's become an integrated practice at this point because, yes, we get to work with people, but you have to walk the walk before you're able to do this for others. So it's something that I'm committed to fully in my daily life. And in my own experience, it has allowed me to completely shift um, generational traumas that I've seen in my mother. And um, unfortunately, my mother um, passed away, died from cancer when I was 25. So that was an event in my life that affected me um, to the point where I it forced me to see things in my family that, um, of course, I took on also by virtue of having been brought up in my family. And um, seeing what didn't work for her, I was able to become aware of the patterns in my family that has led my mother to the position where she became sick and changed my life in a way that I wouldn't end up in the same pathway that my mother ended up in. And that, more specifically, becoming aware of um, patterns in codependent relationships, um, not knowing how to speak up my needs, um, feeling ashamed of having needs, feeling like it was wrong to have needs, uh, manipulating to get needs met, and engaging in this sort of like um, transactional um, exchange and relationships where it was not upfront, it was not on the table, where I said, uh, okay, if I give you this in a relationship, I expect this in return was just an unspoken agreement that the other person never agreed to. So um, it forced me to become really authentic <laughs> and make choices and speak my truth in a way that um, I think otherwise, without this process, I wouldn't have had the, the tool, the ability, and the support to, to make these changes. And I see how. It basically, in my opinion, is what allowed me to still build a life today. I feel like I, I would be dead, quite literally, had I not 
made these changes through the help of this process having and become aware of the patterns that were keeping me um, in unhealthy relationships, dysfunctional relationships, yeah. And mm. yeah, I, I have changed my life mm-hmm. 180 degrees um, as a result of, of doing this work. And I've seen, because I've, I, I know that it works and I've seen it on my own skin working, uh, I feel very confident in um, using it with clients and I've seen them making big changes in their own lives, becoming aware of the things that is stopping them from thriving in life. So I am, I feel like I am on my soul path, doing the work I'm supposed to be doing um, and, and living a life that I'm thrilled to be living as a result of it. And I, I want this for everybody. <laughs> I want everyone to experience this. But um, it needs to be said <laughs> that it requires um, a lot of courage to do this kind of work. Um, it, it requires the willingness to, to really look inside oneself, to, to be willing to stop running away from things. I, and I say this from experience because I have run, I have coped with life for as long as I could to the point where I felt like my life was nothing but a series of coping mechanisms and it felt like a dead end at some point. And it, it was a process of again and again and again deciding that this is a dead end. If I keep just like, you know, being on my phone all day or just like using food to run away from, to, to stuff my feelings down, it's, it's never going to change anything really. So I had to say, okay, I have to make a change or else I'm going to end up dead. <laughs> it was pretty much in, uh, a very clear choice for me specifically because I, I had the example of my mother and the choices she had made in life. And I, I saw that, okay, if, if I want to have a different life, a different path, I need to do things differently. And I need to be willing to look at the things that are uncomfortable, to feel the feelings that are uncomfortable. And the completion process has helped me do that. I've had the support in doing that. It, but it required my willingness and my dedication towards doing this work. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's amazing. I love your story. Thank you so much for sharing. And it's very, very deep. It's touching my heart a lot because... Usually what we, what happens is that all these negative experiences in our life are actually there to wake us up to something, right? And now this experience, although it was probably very traumatic for you, it has brought you to what you're doing right now. And so it's actually very beautiful. It happened for a reason in the way that it happened for sure. And I totally relate to what you're saying that if it wasn't for completion process you don't know how you would function because <laughs> it's exactly the same for me like I split up with my partner that I was really keen to be with for life at like around three or four months ago now and if it wasn't for a completion process and the, the awareness that this process brings I probably would be way more devastated depressed and everything but because I was like oh okay so I have now emotions emotions are energy in motion I can go back to my initial abandonment wound I can work through that and then 
I feel like if you do it more and more, this process, it can actually bring you not only the change, the shift that you're expressing emotion and you're reprogramming your subconscious mind, it can also give you the understanding of where the, the trauma comes from, the compassion to other people, because if they are triggered, you're not treating them as like, oh my God, this person is shouting at me. It's like, no, this person is just a traumatized little kid inside. And this part of part of them that is shouting is just needing love, right? Because this is what we discover when we work with these inner children of us, that we, these are just the part of us that need love and presence and they just need us to be with them. And so I feel like doing it on a daily basis, it gives you really the understanding that like no one means bad. <laughs> no one means anything bad. You don't have to take take things so personally when someone is reacting emotionally to you because you understand that these are only the programs, the patterns. And if everyone could have this, uh, this experience and this understanding, I feel like we would live in a completely different world because people wouldn't take things personally so much and people wouldn't fight so much. There would be no conflict in this way that People would be like, oh my God, this person was so mean to me. Like, yeah, they were mean because someone was probably mean to them in their childhood. And you don't have to be the one taking it in. You can be just compassionate towards and feel like, okay, this person must have pretty shitty childhood and they are bullying me right now, uh, right? Or, you know, you just understand it deeper. So I feel like it's so crucial. And as you say, like, I also feel this mission to bring it to people. And I always say, this is the method that you can literally learn from the book. And I always say to all my clients, like, look, you can come to me for five, 10 sessions, maybe 20, however long you need to actually grasp how to do it for yourself. And then once you grasp it, you're only going to need to come to me when you have a really like a trauma where you cannot maybe go there. Because sometimes I feel like if you have a lot of fear inside and it feels scary for you to feel fear, you need someone else to be there for you and to go through this process with you. But a lot of the people that I work with, they actually have done so many sessions with me that then they just go by the book, they learn how to do it on themselves, and then they can create these shifts on a daily basis for themselves, then only from time to time coming for advice or for a session with me when they cannot just go as deep by themselves. But it's really amazing how much it can, it can change lives. And uh, I feel like 2022 in my world is a little bit of a, a year of a completion process because this year, pretty much all my close friends, even the ones that were quite hesitant and resistant, decided, okay, Carola, teach us completion process. <laughs> and I'm just like, yay, finally, they finally are open, open up and, uh, you know, open to learning this method because they can see that I am a completely different person since I've started doing this work. And not only completion process, I also do parts work and also I use the belief change method psyche. But really, if you have even these two tools, I believe, completion process and parts work, only with these two tools, you can already make miracles happen in your life. And you can learn it literally from the video or from the book, which is just freaking amazing. You don't need to do the training um, with Tealswan. You can just buy it and just train with some practitioners and then uh, do this work. So it's freaking amazing. And I'm so, so happy we can uh, get excited about it together because like, I'm super passionate about uh, uh, being a practitioner too. And so uh, coming back to what you were saying, I would love to ask, how do you deal with this codependency patterns? Because I think that there's a lot of people who are codependent or narcissistic and you 
seem like you are already on the other side of it. You're already out of it. You see your uh, patterns or you, you saw, you brought awareness and consciousness to them. And um, from what I can say, you know, you've already shifted a lot in this topic. So how would someone start shifting their awareness and shifting their perspective and behavior if they don't want to be codependent anymore? Like if they want to have more uh, autonomy in themselves and not be so needing of other people's approval or, or love, how would you start? Hmm. I, for me, it started with um, the awareness of feeling like I had the responsibility of the world on my shoulders. And uh, I, I became aware of that because as I was in that relationship of um, three years at that time, I was I became very attracted to someone else. And that had never happened to me before. And because I understand that attraction um, does not necessarily mean that you have to be with the other person, but there is something in the other person that you have suppressed in yourself or that you miss in yourself or that you want in yourself. Uh, I asked myself, what was it about this other person that I wanted? And I I said that it was it was a lightness and a joy that was missing in my life. My life felt really very very heavy because I felt like I was responsible for for everyone else. I felt like nobody was really capable of doing life properly and I had to take responsibility for them somehow. And I I just wanted to give back this responsibility and trust people. And it was a matter of learning how to trust myself with my choices and trust others also. And I had a, a lot of splits, I suppose, inside of myself regarding um, my ability to trust myself. I, I could hear the, the internal voice that said, um, this is the right thing to do for you, but rather than going for uh, in the direction of my internal guidance I was just trying to please people and I was so afraid of not getting people's approval right I had to make a decision that I um I, I had to maintain a relationship with me first I had to make the relationship with myself with my inner being the most important relationship because if I, I kept abandoning myself, I kept not listening to myself because I wanted people's approval really badly. I was afraid that if, if I speak my truth, if I say what I actually want, people are going to abandon me. So I had to face my fear of being alone, my fear of loneliness. That was a really big part. And um, I reached the conclusion that I am already alone if I abandon myself. And it was a process of retraining my nervous system that if I speak my truth and the other person leaves me as a result of me speaking my truth, it's more important that I hold my own. I don't abandon myself than lose this other person because I would still be alone if I abandoned myself and I stayed close to this other person. So this um, strategy I had learned as a child of pleasing people and abandoning myself so that I would stay close to them, I had to rewire that to the point where I, I made the relationship with myself more important than staying physically close to someone else at the expense 
of my own authentic truth. Mm. This is amazing. This is such a truth bomb <laughs> when you need to really look into yourself and see like, okay, am I taking my own self into account right now? Or am I only, you know, needing uh, love and approval from the others? And I was there as well. I was quite codependent, even in, um, you know, I, I could see in my childhood that I was uh, codependent on my mom uh, in this relationship because my dad left when I was like two years old. And so, of course, it was a big codependence between and probably a little bit of enmeshment uh, between me and my mom. And so then it played out in my life as well. But I feel like the more we grow and the more we are aware of ourselves, the less codependent we become. And when we really see this codependency, we can be like, okay, so what am I dependent on the other person. Um, for example, like if I'm dependent on them to give me love, then how can I give love to myself? If I'm dependent on them providing some, I don't know, safety for me or some financial uh, stuff for me, then how can I make it happen within myself? How can I feel safe within myself? How can I make enough money to feel um, stable financially within myself? And then when you are really, because this codependency can give you a lot of good insights about yourself, right? And then when you find these things where you are dependent and you find them within, then you are an autonomous being when you can meet the other person, whether it's a partner or whether it's a friend, um, with the, the other person, meet from already the wholeness that you are, not needing anything from them, but of course, meeting each other's needs in a way that we always meet in the relationships, but not be so attached to the other person meeting our need. And that also brings me to this uh, topic of meeting needs, how we need to be really like aware and selective of where we meet our needs. So for example, we cannot expect uh, all the people to meet all of our needs, right? We can have some, as you said, joyful people to maybe meet our need for joy, but the same person might not be able to hold space for our negative emotions, for example, and we cannot expect them also to. So being aware of your needs and really being aware of who can meet them and who cannot um, is such a crucial point. And I, th I think Tilson had a lot of videos about it as well, uh, where she was saying something like, I don't remember what exactly the metaphor was, but don't go to the shop with some, I don't know, electronic devices looking for milk or something. Uh, she was saying, store like, for if milk, you go to a person question. that you know, it's not able to hardware. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, something like that, where you go to a person who is absolutely not going to meet your needs, right? In a way that you need, then don't expect them to. And sometimes the same with parents. Like if, you know, your parents or your family members, whoever it is, if they have a different perspective on the world, sometimes you're not going to get understanding that you need from them. You got to get this understanding from the external world, from the outside. You got to find your tribe or your soul fam, <laughs> as we say here, and you got to mm, connect to people there, right? So I think it's also a very important and crucial um, thing to do, but that starts from what you just said, to actually put your attention inward and check hello, who am I without all these people that I'm pleasing, without all these um, external beliefs, ideas, emotions. And that's why I am a big promoter of just like uh, quitting everything or like leaving every everything and everyone behind and just moving to a new country and starting from scratch, at least for some time, you know, at least for a month or two. Because this very act in my life has given me so much 
just freedom and growth because then even now I'm in Madeira I pretty much didn't know really anyone here uh, before I came just one friend of mine who I didn't really know well uh, either but I'm just like oh I heard you're living in Madeira and she's like yeah we have a room available I'm like yeah whatever I'm coming and I'm here and I have no judgments of like past relationships on me no mm, other person you know telling me how I should start my day or what I should do even no friends no family members I can really recreate myself from scratch and just really be with myself and be like okay how do I want my morning ritual to be how do I want to set up my life how much time I want to uh, put into this or that and then from this place where I'm already settled within me and anchored with knowing what I need and what I want I can be more whole and then potentially attract a partner or attract new friendships to my life that will be aligned with who I am right now based on no one else's perspective, just mine, right? So, um, but yeah, you know, yeah, what I, I think, know that it's you know, quite a drastic uh, thing that I'm usually doing. <laughs> to make these kinds of changes, you know, where you basically have to face yourself and it's just you versus you, what uh, people would call loneliness, <laughs> right uh, requires a lot of of facing fear and that was one of the big things for me too is uh, I, I, it, as children we feel like you know if if our mom or dad leaves us they abandon us we feel like we're gonna die so we carry this fear that you know if somebody leaves us they they leave relationship with us it feels like we're gonna die so it feels like the stakes are really high uh, when you are caught in a codependent pattern to finally stick up for yourself and to speak your truth, you know, fearing that maybe this other person, they're not going to like it. So one of the tools that the completion process offers is um, this unconditional presence with oneself, you know, saying that to yourself, like, whatever it is I'm feeling, I'm not leaving myself anymore. I'm here, no matter what. Whatever I'm feeling, there's a good reason for it, and, I, and I'm not budging anymore. Like, I can feel this fear, and I'm still going to be here. I'm not going to leave myself. And that, I think, has made a huge difference in being able to um, move past this condition, this, this adaptation to society uh, that's called codependence. And uh, to this day, is it's something that has helped me tremendously because... Even when you work with people, when you work with a practitioner with, with this process, you learn to be there for yourself as time goes by. At first, you need somebody else to be present with you as you go through a difficult emotion. But as you do this more and more, you, you slowly learn to do this with yourself. So the first time when I, I faced my big fear of somebody leaving me after speaking my truth, it, it felt really scary, but I was like, okay, they left. I'm still alive. I'm still here with myself. It's okay. And I, but I felt the fear. I didn't like run away from it, but it wasn't the end of me because fear is also just information. It, it, emotion is just information. But the thing is, we get to decide what we do with that information. It doesn't have to lead our lives. That's why I think being able to hold the fear and then still go for whatever it is that we want to go for is the thing that allows us to do so. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, fear is, fear is a mental construct. It always comes with the thoughts like, what if this, what if that? But then when these things happen, it's just like, oh, 
there is actually nothing scary about it. It was just my uh, logic playing tricks with me that something bad is going to happen. But when you actually go through the experience, you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And when you when you sit with the fear, it's like, oh, it was just, a, as you said, energy in motion and it's out of my body right now and the fear is gone. And so really sitting with it, as you said, and just being present with the depth of your fear, this is what's the most healing. And this is what people don't do. That's why they are trapped in so much trauma and so many subconscious patterns because people go into their emotions, but sometimes they would go like maybe 50% deep or even 70% deep. But if you don't go 100% into how you feel, if it's a negative emotion, you're not going to really allow the whole of this energy, the the whole energy to go out of your body, right? Because you're going to leave a part of it unexpressed inside of you. And then it can um, create more and more similar vibration in your body. And so, yeah, going deep and really really being present with the whole feeling is so, so crucial when you work with any kind of method, right? right? So this is why I think this is so important because for me, healing trauma, I I don't like the idea of, of healing just for the sake of healing because if you go digging for stuff within yourself, you will dig forever, forever and ever. So uh, I like using the completion process as a tool to go towards creating the life that you want to create. And whenever something comes up that is, you feel like it's stopping you from getting towards where you want to be, use the, use the completion process um, only then to go deep down to see what is that hook that is pulling you back from creating the life that you want to create. And um, I think that what, what holds people back from fulfilling their desires, their dreams in their life, is fear a lot of times like yes i would like a better relationship but i'm afraid that i'll be alone and then or i would like a different job or i would like to work for myself but i'm afraid i won't get the money and the moments we are able to you know feel the fear and do it anyway it's what frees us and it's it's a really big key to to creating a life that we want to create and i think that is the point of life at the end of the day is to keep expanding into our desires to keep creating. Uh, it's not about uh, just digging and digging. It's about creating and you dig whenever it is that you, you want to create is being pulled back. So I think that's the brilliant thing about mm -hmm. this kind of work. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. And also to what you just said, I want to add that for me, it's also about creating the life you want. But I have this um, approach that in everyday life, I focus on the top-down approach where you really are focusing positively and you're in this amazing vibes, loving the world, you know, uh, bringing positivity to your life through situations and places and people that you spend time with and everything in your life to just be set up for your joy and for your uh, enjoyment of life. But then when the trauma comes up, we use the bottom-up approach. So we go through the traumas to the higher vibrations. So I, I would say in everyday life, how I operate and what I recommend for my clients to just really surround yourself with all these things that are getting you higher <laughs> vibrationally, right? Um, but then when anything comes up that is negative, to go as deeply as you can into this negativity because then from the bottom, you can only go up. So if you go to the very bottom of the negative emotions, you can raise your vibration by releasing this emotion from your body. And so I feel like the both of the approaches combined can bring you the best results and ultimately create the life that you want to live. And the 
yeah, so that's that's also links to this topic of fixing yourself, right? Uh, I had this approach as well when I started doing the internal work where I felt like, oh my God, there is so much uh, trauma that I need to release. Like there is so much work I need to do. But it's not about that. It's not about fixing yourself. It's not about, you know, feeling not enough. <laughs> in this process it's about oh there is a trigger oh that's exciting because i know that when i go through this trigger and trauma and childhood experience i can feel even better afterwards and then it becomes actually exciting it becomes something that you want to do and you want to get triggered because uh, it's something that can improve your life at least that's my approach right now after years of practicing this method when i'm triggered i'm actually like super happy about it of course i have days that i'm just like oh i just can't bother can't be bothered right now uh, being triggered and going into the trauma but uh, most of the time I'm actually like mega excited and mega happy to be triggered <laughs> does it work like that for you as well um about getting triggered um depends what it's like <laughs> uh, it's not an enjoyable process being triggered depending on the trigger of course um but um it's gotten a lot better over the years, uh, as I've been doing this work, uh, I think the first time I did the completion process was in like 2015, and uh, it's become part of my life nowadays. So it, it's, it does get more and more subtle. The, the triggers they they get um, they have gotten also deeper. I have gotten to like really much deeper layers of of, of trauma as well. But at, at this point, it's it's become like okay, I'm being I have this awareness that I'm I'm in a trigger right now, <laughs> you know, and I it helps me to get a certain distance from whatever I'm feeling or um, from the situation, and it, it it has made me far less reactive. Um, it has allowed me to have um, a much better. Um, management of conflicts with others um, and it has kind of speed up the process for me to becoming aware of what was it that um, caused the trigger so I can go ahead and make the, the necessary shifts and changes so that um, it's no longer an issue in my life. But usually when I find that I, I address something and then things shift and sometimes, you know, um, you know, healing happens in layers. So you may like hear, heal a layer of an issue now and then you'll find another layer later. Uh, that's okay too. So um, it, it just kind of become part of like the waves of the, the cycle of life. So we're just going to get triggered sometimes. It's okay. But it doesn't have to be uh, very dramatic or a big deal. It's just something that happens that brings us more awareness. And this is what I think spirituality is about is being aware so i have a little bit um, of a question to you because sometimes i feel like people are not able to go deeply into their feelings and so for all these people who are you know maybe not going as deep and i know that it comes with practice as you just mentioned that the, the more you practice it, the deeper you can go because the more your nervous system and your body and your mind and your whole being is used to going uh, to the trauma. So at first you might not reach the deepest levels of your trauma. You might need to 
go through some lighter layers, let's say, because uh, as you said, we heal in stages. But for these people who are not really able to go deep into feeling their emotions, what would you say, what kind of practice would you recommend to get in touch with their feelings and to be able to do work like completion process or other types of inner child work or trauma healing um, for themselves? I think the first step is to become, uh, get in touch with one's body, become aware of the sensations in the body, no matter how slight or small. Most people are what I call floating heads because they only live like from their head up. They're not aware of what their body feels like from their neck down. So one of the first steps is becoming aware of the sensations from your neck down and you can start by doing um, some breaths, you know, um, ex inhaling and exhaling and just scanning your body. As Imagine there's a line like a scanner going from the top of your head, slowly going down uh, all the way down to your toes. And then take um, notice of what sensations you feel in your body. Usually that's how I start working with people. Um, most people are um, desensitized from their own bodies. We experience the world through our bodies and it's important to get reacquainted with the sensations in our body. That's where I would start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that well, most of the people live in their heads only and they have no awareness of their body or just slight awareness. I mean, everyone has some kind of awareness of their body, but the more awareness you bring to your body, the better you can be in tune with whatever you need and whatever you whatever food is at the best for you, whatever um, situations are the best for you, because then you can really listen to your internal guidance system, which is emotions and sensations in the body so uh, yeah I totally agree with you uh, when it comes to these steps like first step is to get in touch with your body and also I feel like practicing it on a daily basis where you literally stop every hour or two and you just close your eyes and you really are asking yourself like how do I feel right now like what kind of sensations are present am I tense somewhere or am I completely relaxed and then you can decide consciously maybe you are tensing up in some way maybe you want to take some breaths to release this uh, tension from your body and just be more relaxed and so the more you are paying attention to it where your energy uh, when you where you focus on your energy goes so if your energy goes into getting awareness of your body and feeling more emotions then it's gonna happen and I was not a person who was good at feeling uh, emotions at all when I started my first my first completion process it was not a easy thing for me to do at all because I was a very intellectual person at the time so um but yeah I got I got here I got to the point where I really know when I'm feeling something and I sit with it and I can feel the sensation in my body and I got in tune with it of course it took me some time to go as deeply as I am able to right now but it is possible and I'm a living example of it that from a person who couldn't really feel and and with the part of me that felt like feeling negative emotions is a waste of time and why would I even do that it's pointless <laughs> I'm now a big big promoter for healing the negative emotions and going into the trauma and actually feeling it all so it comes with practice of course and doesn't have to be um, you know a, a short journey it sometimes is a longer journey for more 
intellectual or action-based people, but it is possible. We can all get there. So uh, just a little reminder for yeah, for example, and feeling their feelings, and that's that's okay. Um, and in my case, I I was always a sensitive person. Um, it's just that I I never really knew what to do with all this sensitivity, and um, my. My first very intense uh, experience was when I was um, 15, when I, um, I moved to the United States from Romania with my family. And um, I, I did not know how to cope with all the feelings of, of grief and the changes that I was going through. And um, I remember I consciously wanted to, to stop feeling because it was just too much and I did not know what to do with it. So I remember I just numbed myself and uh, it worked. Like I stopped feeling, <laughs> even though numbness is also a sensation, but um, I didn't need to cry myself to sleep every night like I did for a while. And I, I was able to function in the world at least for a while. And uh, I remember when I was 20, I, I got to travel um, and study in Paris, France, which had been my, my lifelong dream at the time. And I get to, to Paris, France, and I was like, yeah, I'm in Paris, and I don't feel anything. And it felt so weird because I not just numb my negative feelings, I also numb my positive feelings. And it was my first realization that you cannot feel selectively and that I... I'm not willing to live a life that's just numb. I, I want to feel the good things. I just have to learn how to feel the, the negative things too. So um, I ended up working with a, a breath worker before I found out about Teal. And she was the one that helped me um, learn how to sit with my feelings. As I was doing the breath work and emotions would come to the surface, she said, don't push it away, stay with it. So this is how I started like reowning my emotions and becoming um reintegrating them back into uh, my system and finding value for them learning how to manage them thank you so much for sharing this uh, beautiful story your beautiful story and i believe that there are a lot of people who are very sensitive and highly sensitive and they might not know how to deal with all these feelings and beliefs of other people that are you know that they are bombarded with really and so where could these people who are maybe a little too sensitive to the world where they could find you if uh, they need some guidance from you what's the best way um i have a, a website that's uh .com, which is my my name um it's a romanian name so i have to, to spell that out um, otherwise, you can find me under the list of practitioners on the completion um, completionprocess.com. Perfect. Amazing. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is how I found you on the completion process uh, practitioners website because I'm there as well. This is amazing. And so for everyone who needs some support in trauma healing, emotional release, uh, you guys know where to find us. And for now, I'm so, so grateful to, to you, Joanna, for sharing your knowledge, sharing your wisdom and bringing your beautiful energy in. So thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. And uh, yeah, so sending you so, so much love from Madeira. <laughs> thank you, beautiful souls, for listening to us. I enjoyed the chat with Joanna. And uh, 
We are both completion process certified practitioners. As we mentioned before, you can go to completionprocess.com and see uh, other practitioners there as, there as well. Uh, but if you would like to find me specifically, I am The Connection Catalyst on Instagram, or you can go to my website, www.connection-catalyst.com. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you so, so much again for being with us and hopefully until the next time.